your host, Zoe D, um, Zoe Davis, Zoe D, and you're tuning in to, let me get my banners right, <laughs> the Fanning the Flame virtual uh, conference. It's our very first virtual conference. Um, I'm so excited. Welcome. Uh, we have been talking about basically um, a call to purity, which is my keynote message, a call to purity based off of 1 Timothy 4.12, which, um, and where Paul tells Timothy, I'm so excited, y'all. Paul tells Timothy to be an example in speech. We covered that on Monday with Pastor Kimberly Lowe. Um, on your lifestyle, we covered that with uh, author and entrepreneur, Miss Shakita Davis. Um, and yesterday we had an awesome, um, another awesome message on faith by Pastor Kiffin Codwell. And I am the guest speaker tonight and we will be talking about love. <laughs> So um, buckle up, buckle up, buckle up. Um, I have some announcements I say for after we finish the word. Um, matter of fact, let me just go ahead and just get that out of the way now. Actually, let me get that out of the way. So um, tomorrow is the last day for our raffle. We'll be raffling off um, two books and a long sleeve t-shirt. The long sleeve t-shirt is a black t-shirt that says be the example with First Timothy 4.12. And then these are the two books that will be included in that raffle this right here if you can see it says a call to purity 40 days to freedom it's a 40-day devotional for those that are starting or restarting their purity walk and so it it, it um it's a book of healing and a re restoration um then we have this right here which is the workbook to this conference you see it says manual and so basically you have um the actual lesson but then you have i'll go to the content so once you have the lesson you have basically note-taking sections you have um discussion questions reflection journals you have six days of of basically scriptures that help you to reiterate or study the word in the area in the five areas that we focus on with this conference so that's the raffle um you can enter the raffle through cash app five dollars and the cash app should be scrolling at the bottom zoidy speak without the s i can't change that so it's supposed to be zoidy speaks but anyway um so and that's, I'll talk about that a little bit later, but that's the raffle. Or if you just want to give a donation, you can also do that. Um, it will definitely go towards uh, this mission <laughs> um, that we're on and, and help to actually bless the speakers uh, this week along with that. So anyway, um, I have been tasked by the Holy Ghost to talk about love. So I'm just going to get into it. And I hope y'all ready because I was not ready. <laughs> I was not ready. I wasn't even ready to speak. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, let me make sure I share it on my on my page. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for sharing, you guys. So basically, um, I'm going to come tonight from John 15. And this thing right here, well, Paul, if you go back to, do I have, pay yes, I do have PayPal. Um, I'll drop that in the link. We do have PayPal. It's, I don't have a Zoe D Speaks PayPal. It's just a business PayPal. So I do have that and I'll drop that um, below before I end or after I end. Okay. And um, so John 15, John 15. <laughs> Whew, okay. Y'all ready? 
John 15. So Yeshua and disclaimer, Jesus is definitely the name that we know. I've been studying. And as you can see, even with my Bible, it's a Greek Hebrew Bible. So um, I try to kind of break down things. And so I've grown accustomed to saying Yeshua instead of Jesus. So I'm not like we talking about the same person, trust me. So if I say Yeshua, then just, you know, who I'm, I'm, I mean, Jesus, I may say Jesus, I may say Yeshua. Yeshua is Hebrew. Jesus is English. Yeah. Uh, so, um, okay, I will do. I definitely will do. So um, Jesus is talking. Yeshua is talking. And um, he's saying, he's talking to his disciples. He's getting ready basically for his task um, to be crucified. And he's talking to his disciples and he's telling his disciples, look, I am the vine. I am the vine and you are the branches. And basically apart from me, you cannot do anything but he says he uses some particular words and i'm gonna break down those words so in john 15 15 he states that he is divine and we are the branches so come with me in a botanical so we can visualize this you have a tree the tree has roots we're not talking about the roots we're talking about the actual vine the thing that stands up the thing that comes out of the ground right so if you can visualize that that particular uh, botanical structure and then from that vine, you have branches that form or actually are able to grow from the vine. The branch does not grow apart from the vine. Like so, the fruit do not grow apart from the branch. OK, now we're talking about love. We're talking about love. OK, so he says. If you abide abide in him and this is a greek term and the greek term means to rest to stay hey thanks for joining i know you're working thanks for joining in um it means to stay or to rest in you don't move out of place so basically he says if you stay in me or if you rest in me or you stay connected to me then we can bear fruit because apart from him or apart from the vine, you can't bear fruit, right? Okay, so he says, and I'm gonna go because I got my Bible out. He says, John 5, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. Okay, so let's, let's, let, we got that. Okay, let's skip down to verse 10 and he says something a little bit different or do i need to go back up to seven i'm gonna go back up to seven this is all chapter 15 he says if you abide in me and my words so now he's not just talking about you abiding in me and me abiding in you he's saying if my words abide in that word i looked that up that means that's another Greek word. It means utterance by a living voice. So he's not saying just words that you read. He's saying the words that I have uttered to you, the rhema word. Hallelujah. The rhema word, the word that I've spoke specifically to you. If you abide in my words, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. He says, you shall ask what you want to. And it will be done to you. For herein is my father glorified. 
So can I just say as a, as a side note that we sometimes feel like we are not necessarily subconsciously supposed to be blessed, but the word is telling me here that God is glorified when he answers my prayers. But the condition to that prayer being answered is that the word lives or stays or rests or it stays put in me. We're talking about love. We're talking about love. This tells me that we cannot operate disconnected from the vine. We cannot operate disconnected from the vine. Stay with me. How do you abide? How do you stay? How do we stay in the vine? I'm glad y'all asked because the word says in verse 10, if ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. I'm going to repeat that. He says, if you keep my commandments, ye, ye shall abide, ye shall stay, ye shall rest, you shall be connected in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So remember, we're talking about Staying in and, and just feast on this entire chapter, but I'm just skipping through because after that, he says, he's remember in verse 10, he says, if you keep my commandments. So what commandment is that the law is that, you know, what, what, what is that? What are you saying? Yeshua? what commandment are we supposed to keep? And he plainly states two verses later. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye love. And this particular form of love, because the Bible speaks of four, this particular form of love is also a Greek word and it means agape. It means agape. This particular love is pure, it's sacrificial, it's a strong affection. But here's the breakdown. Your love. This is not my love. This is not auntie Sheikah love. This no, this is God's love. And the only way that you can operate in God's love is if you abide.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm back. Y'all, can y'all see me? I see myself, so just let me know if you can see me. Um, I'm going to keep going just in case, but uh, I don't want to lose lose this. So, hallelujah, saints, pray with me um, with this connection and everything. Hallelujah. So, we're going to go on to where it talks about verse 12, because what, what I really want to do is get into the meat of where this love and where this love is and where we're missing it in, in, the, in the church. Because remember, this is Paul talking to believers. Okay, good. So if I go out, y'all just just bear with me, but be in prayer. Um, I'm I've got about three devices on just in case. Hallelujah. In in Jesus' name, hallelujah. So verse 12, it says that you love one another as I have loved you. This is the agape love. This is this is the love that we, we're struggling with in the church. And I submit to you that we're struggling it. We're struggling in the church. See, I'm not talking about the world because the world is supposed to be cold. The world is supposed to be exactly who they are supposed to be because we are supposed to be able to show them. There's another scripture where Yeshua says the way that the world will know that you are mine is how you love each other. So this is something that the world needs us to show them. They need us to show them what love is. If the if we as the church cannot show them what love is, how are they supposed to see it? But if we as the church can't love each other as God has loved us, how can we go and love the world? So this is a very, very heavy topic, heavy, heavy, heavy topic. So in verse 12, so we go down, we see that he says that um, that you love one another as I've loved you. Then he goes on to say, greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater man had no love. There's no greater love than sacrificing. Now, in the natural realm, we probably know that we wouldn't just take a bullet just for no reason. I don't think Yeshua is saying be willing to die in the flesh as much as he's saying, be willing to die to your flesh, if, if that makes sense. Maybe not so much as willing to lay down and go six feet under for a friend, but maybe willing to say, I love you more than I love myself and I prefer my brethren. I prefer you over myself. I prefer to walk in the love of Yahweh, the Lord, the most high God. I prefer to walk in his love towards you than to love myself and keep my unforgiveness and my bitterness and all this hatred logged up in my heart because you owe me something. Because you didn't speak to me correctly. Because you went ahead and slept with my husband and you knew that I was still in love with him. Because you cheated me out of this money that you knew I needed to feed my family. See, we have to drop the entitlement to our offenses to walk in love. And the only way that we can do that is if we die, if we lay down our lives for our brethren, for these people. Love covers a multitude a multitude of sins. I'm I'm going. I had a conversation. I gotta share. Um, but that's I'm I'm saving that. So he says, Greater love has no man than this, that you lay down your life, that you be willing to die. Have you who have you died 
for lately? Who have you killed your flesh for lately? So yeah, I have a, a prayer list and um, I have, you know, a couple of people on there that I know probably don't like me or whatever. But as I was, and I add to the list as I feel the unction to. And one morning I was praying and he said, um, he called out this name. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, oh God, you funny. Because when the girl's name came to mind, I instantly kind of gritted my teeth like, mm, mm-mm. And he said, yeah, put her name down there because you need to pray for her so you can break that thing. You got to die. I had I had a moment where I had to die to myself because to me, she doesn't deserve my forgiveness. And that's what I told God. I said, I didn't tell her to put herself in that position to be an opposition against me. She was in the wrong. And the Lord said, yeah, you're going to pray for her. You're going to die. You're going to kill that because you can't afford to not operate in my love can't afford that you can't afford that we cannot afford as the body of christ we cannot afford to operate in our love our love is flaky our love is conditional he's not asking you to love people with your love he's not asking me to love this girl with my love because if it was up to me and my flesh let me tell you the, the distinguishment is this ain't no alter egos. This is flesh and spirit. Zoe is spirit. Donna is flesh. If it was up to Donna, no, I ain't praying for her. Whatever she gets, she deserves. But God. But God. Because how many times can I say, Lord, I should have died? I should have been in jail. I should have, I mean, I've been the one that then fooled around with other women's husbands. I know. I mean, you if you're a wife, you already know how that clicks in your head. So I deserved so much in my sin that didn't come to me. So who am I to not kill my flesh and pray for this woman? Come on now. No matter what the offense is, and I'm not saying you have to like it. He's not commanding you to like it. He's not saying, oh, if you feel like walking in love today, you know, if, if, it's, if you don't mind. No, this is a commandment. If you're in the army and the, and, and, and the general says or the platoon sergeant says or who's ever in charge, first of all, the, the very minute that presence of that authority walks in, you stand up at attention. Right? And whatever they say, whatever they command you to do, you do it. Oh, we do it on our jobs. We do it with, on our jobs, right? We may murmur and complain, but if your boss come in and tell you that something needs to be done, it's a commandment. You're going to do it or you're going to walk off your job, right? This is a commandment. How much greater commandment is this from our Lord? Then I like this part. I like this part because the thing I love about Yeshua is he's so specific. <laughs> he's so specific. He's he's he gonna tell you what you need to do, how you need to do it, and it's, he's not asking you. He's telling you like th this is what we're doing. Okay, that's what makes him Lord. He has that authority. He's Lord, right? Then he goes on to say, "Ye are my friends." <laughs> You are my friends. 
if you do whatsoever I command you to do. I commanded you to love. He didn't say you're my friend because I laid down my life for you. He said you're my friend if the if is a condition, y'all. So I think a lot of times we get the Holy Spirit and, and, and Yeshua and this whole Trinity screwed up because we feel like because he loves us, everything is accessible because he loves us, because he's died for us, because grace, there's a difference between grace and accountability, commandments. There's a difference between grace and salvation. The two are not the same. Your access to the spirit realm and the things and the promises of God are not always dependent on the fact that God loves you so much. Sometimes you 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 got to line up. Most times you got to line up. And that's what we've been talking about, a call to purity, a call to purity in how we speak, how we believe, how we live our lives. This is purity. This is his will for you that you love one another as he loved us and he says if you obey this commandment then we're friends then we're friends hey that's not that's not even sugar-coated that's not if you are if you are my friends if you do what i whatever i tell you to do what are friends you 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 when you you're a friend i can sit and talk to my friends all day long like literally three four hours because we're synced like that you see what i'm saying like we have, it, we may not have everything in common, but we have a lot of stuff in common, right? And so we're friends. I would die. I would lay down my life if I had to for my friend. That's a God paid love. And that's what he's saying. You got to love like me if you're going to roll with me. You got to talk like me. You got to live like me. You, we're so quick to feel like we owe somebody something just because you've known them forever. There are people I've known 15, 20 years I will not hang out with because we don't sync. Maybe at one point of time, we we did sync together. That's absolutely fine, but that is the past. I got a new mission. I got a new life. I got a new lifestyle. I got a different way that I talk. I don't even talk the same. So if you're going to be around me, we got to be speaking the same language. The scripture says, how can we walk together if we don't agree? How can two walk together if they don't agree? So we, if, if we're going to say that we're his friend, that we're, that he's our Lord, he's calling us to love. He's calling us to love through him. And remember, that's why he started that off, I believe, where he says, if you remain in me, you can love like I love. I'm not asking you for your love. I'm asking you to remain in me because then you can see people through my lenses. And when you see people through my lenses, you can't help but to love them. No, that's not always easy. I have forgiven and forgiven and forgiven and wondered like, well, God, how much do I take? But then I got to get out of the flesh and say, okay, Lord, this is 70 times 70. Okay, I love them. And then what's what's so even more so specific, he doesn't even he wants you to understand specifically what it means. Love like me, if you're going to. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Accountability. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So he tells you um, in John 316. And this is a kind of script this skip this scripture, but um, 
let me make sure I ain't skip nothing else. 1517. Yes. Okay, let me go back up. 1517, he says, these things I command you that you love one another. This is a commandment. This is an expectation. This is not optional. To love is not optional. To love like he loves. And the only way that you can love like him is to stay in that abiding, to rest in him, to stay connected to him. So I found this interesting. So John 3.16, he says, we all know John 3.16. If you're, you don't know John 3.16, God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall be saved, shall not perish, but be saved and have everlasting life. That love is agape love. He gave. He gave his son. So this is what I found to be pretty interesting. So I said, let me go back up a little bit and read. Where did you even get to talking about this from? You know what I'm saying? Because he just jumps into, I'm the vine. I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I'm the vine. You're the branch. They, he just seemed like he just jumped into that. So I went back so I could feast a little bit more on the context, right? So if you go back to chapter 14 and verse 30 and 31, he says, Hereafter, he's still talking to the disciples. He says, hereafter, I will not talk much with you for the prince of this world. We already know Satan cometh and hath nothing in me. He don't have nothing on me now, but he coming. All right. That's 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 my Yeshua was a little gangster version. Like he, he ain't got nothing on me, but he coming. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> OK, then he says in verse 31. But y'all listen to this but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. So let me break that down. He said, I'm not going to be able to talk to you much longer because the prince is coming, even though he ain't got nothing on me, you know, but so that the world may know that I love my daddy. So that the world may know that I love my daddy, that I love the father. And as the father has given me this commandment, so I do. He died, he endured the cross as obedience to love because it was the love that the father had for us in our sin, in our mess, and in our rebellion, and in our stubbornness and being stiff-necked and sending ourselves to hell. It was his love that commanded his son. And out of the love that he had for the father, he said, yes, I'll go. I'll suffer. I'll die for them. I'll give my life for them. Because you love them. And I got to love them. I got to be obedient to you. Because I love you. Y'all think about that. Just think about that. So I had this conversation. I, I, I scroll Facebook. Um, sometimes. And sometimes I just want to weep. And I remember. you know, Especially with all this election and crap going on. And seeing a lot of stuff. And I just. My heart was grieved. And I said Lord. I say, Lord, ain't no way I could have died for these people. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. 
I'm just being honest. I said, Lord, ain't no way I could have died for them. I said, I thank you for dying for all of us because ain't no way I could have died for them. And so a couple of days after that conversation, um, something else happened and I was in prayer and I was just grieved. And I said, Lord, just forgive them. I said, forgive them because they don't understand. And so I just found myself repenting just for people on my timeline and just just repenting for for the nation and just just crying out and for the church. And he said, they know. They just don't care. And as I found myself crying out for them, I found myself with the heart of the Father and with the heart of Yeshua. And I say, Lord, I see. I said, Lord, I would have died. If the only way that this world could be saved and my life and I had to put my life on the line for you, because what grieved me was the Father's heart. When the Holy Spirit said they know, they just don't care. I felt the grief of his heart for his own children to be so stubborn and so rebellious towards him. For his children to not receive him, to not receive his love, to not receive his blessings. I felt his heart. If you've ever been rejected, you understand it doesn't feel good. And I grieve for the father's heart because I'm going, Lord, how could we not love you? How can we not love you? How can we not worship you? How can we not serve you? So I'm grieving for the father's heart. And in that moment, I say, yeah, I, God, I would have had to die. I would have. Because I see your hurt for your people. So this is his love. This is, his, this is the love that he's commanding us to. He's not asking for your love. Your love is as filthy rags to him. But he's telling you, look, Tiffany, if you could just stay in my love, you'll be able to love him. You'll be able to love him with no problem. And I've experienced this, even this. People right now, I know, like would literally tell you we have animosity because we can't have a seemingly peaceful conversation just because I'm 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 not passive, but I don't I don't hate them. I pray for them. And they hate me. Like I know that they hate me. It's not even a it's not even hidden that they hate me. And I can love them. I spent I had a situation with um at the laundromat the other day. And uh, the woman saw us, and this is a woman I used to talk to, and she saw us coming in, and she refused to open the door. So I'm, like, struggling trying to open the keypad and unlock the keypad to the laundromat, right, or whatever. And she just, you know, and I, I went in. I said, hey. I called her name. I said, hey, you know. And she didn't even speak. And then somebody else came to the door, and she just opened the door. And I just laughed. <laughs> I literally laughed. Because how can I, how can I, I mean, what, what does it profit me to love you through my flesh? Nothing, nothing. It profits me nothing to love you through my flesh. And my commandment is that I got to love you like the father loves you. I got to love you like the father loves me. So if we're confused and I'm wrapping up, if we're confused about what love looks like because we don't know we don't really know love 
If you don't know the father, you don't know love. If you've never experienced the father's heart and the father's love, you don't know love. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. He goes and he talks about something called charity. That charity is love, is that agape love. And he tells you step by step what that love looks like. And even in other scriptures, like Shakita said, love covers a multitude of sins. And he goes on throughout this Bible and he shows us his definition of love. You see what I'm saying? So he tells you what the covenant love looks like. I got a note here. It says agape to be love to be loved originating from God or Christ for humankind to be loved originating from God originating from God it stems from God or Christ for humankind his love for us is not our love for anybody else because we don't know in the flesh his love and then the agape is the reciprocal when we understand and we get a revelation of his love then we can walk in that until then we cannot walk in that the source of agape the source of agape is God himself the source of agape, yes, help me love like you love and see people like you do. We got it. We it's it's not optional. We just read it. It's not optional. You cannot have people without you cannot love people without being in him, and you can't be in him and hate people. You cannot love people without being in him, and you can't be in him and hate people. This is a hardship. This is a hardship because the thing about it, what I began to see from even the church, my God, is, is sad. Because even if you don't like a person, even if you don't agree with them, even if you don't like how they are, even if the very presence of that person just makes your teeth grit, the love that God has for them is just as the love that he has for you. And you're no more deserving than they are. So the last scripture that I want to leave you with is Galatians 5 and 6. And just a real quick context of what that is. So Galatians is to the, it's a book to the Gentiles. Um, and some of the Jews had come in and were trying to put them back under the legalist system from the Old Testament because they were circumcised and did different things like that, that they did. And so in Galatians 5, 13, Paul is basically correcting them. And he's saying, basically, what happened? Like, how did you come in and let them like talk you into a different type of salvation? Because this is not salvation. Circumcision is not salvation. Like, you know, this, no, the faith, faith, the faith. We talked about faith last night. If you joined us, faith works by love. You cannot have faith without love and you cannot love without faith. Faith works by love. So we're going to say we're going to walk in faith. We got to walk in love. If we're going to say that we're going to walk in love. We got to walk by faith. So all these things, this whole week, everything ties in together. Okay. So then he goes on to say, 
um, that was Galatians 5, 6, where he talks about faith working by love. But then he goes on in verse 13 of that same chapter. And he said that we're free. We're free in him. But don't use your freedom for your flesh. Use your freedom to serve. Use your freedom to serve. So I'm going to leave you basically with that. And, you know, he goes on into chapter six and he talks. Basically, um, you just got to understand that to love like Yeshua is to love your neighbor as yourself. See, when we fulfill the commandment of love, we com we fulfill the law. Because if I love you, I'm not going to steal from you. If I love you, I'm not going to commit adultery with your husband. If I love you, I'm not going to rob you or kill you or anything like that. If I love you and I see you through the lens of the father's love, I am going to love you. So anyone that doesn't love themselves, you can tell by how they love other people. They're not connected to the right type of love. They're not connected. So the love of the people in church has really grown cold. This is a serious thing because we have to understand that without love, there's no connection to the father without love. Remember, he said, abide in me. To stay in me is to stay in love. So I challenge you tonight. Um, in your marriages, especially, and I'm not even going to go there, but the Holy Spirit, I remember, um, I wanted to show this. This is uh, something called the love there. And there are, def there are definitely different versions of this, um, but this is the love there for marriages. And so um, anyone that knows me knows how I feel about marriage and the, the passion that I have about marriage. But I want to especially start there in the family, in the home. If you're married, get this book. Get this book. Um, I got it from the library. You can probably get it from Walmart, rent it, whatever. Get this book and challenge yourself um, to this love there in your marriage. Because a lot of marriages are cold because there's a lack of love. We're not preferring our spouses. We're looking at their faults. We're not seeing the love. In the church, you can tell that the love is not there the way that we, the way that we speak about one another. Because I, if I love you, I'm not going to talk about you a certain type of way. Like I said, there are people that I know, like, literally know, like, have out with me or whatever. And it's just like, okay, but I love them. I'll send a blessing to them through somebody else just so they won't even know that it's me. Because I, I don't even know, like, what I've done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I don't have to like everybody to love them. But I got to stay connected to the vine, to love. And if you're not connected to the vine, that relationship is not there. You can't bear that fruit. The fruit is love. So thank y'all uh, for tuning in. Thank y'all for praying. The screen is going in and out, but that's okay because I'm wrapping up anyway. Be here tomorrow. Now, tomorrow we've got two speakers. We've got one at seven, Mrs. Tiffany Blackman on sexual purity. Then we've got um, Summer Woods who will be live at 5.30, 5.30 p.m. because she's Eastern. So it's 6.30 her time, 5.30 our time. So that will wrap up our week. Thank you, guys. Go share. And more than anything, check, check, check your love walk.
check how you speak about people, check how you treat people, just check your love walk. And that will determine if you're a friend or foe, because there's only two teams. You either a friend or a foe. Now, he didn't say that, but I mean, if you ain't a friend, you're a foe. So, I mean, um, but that's it. Thank you all. Um, thank you all for tuning in. We can't behave like them. Uh, yes. So thank you all for tuning in. Um, I was going to do another raffle, but I'm, I'll save that and um, just do it another time. Um, so that's that's my word tonight, y'all. Y'all check your hearts, check your love walk tonight, because as, as believers, this world needs us. This world needs us. We need each other and this world needs us because we will literally be the only example of love that this world sees. So love God, love people. I love y'all. Have a good evening.